The saboteur is a shadow side of ourselves that is developed in early childhood when we experience hope, excitement, joy, and then something bad happens. Now, the level of that something bad determines how strong the shadow archetype becomes. So if it is abusive in nature or something that is highly traumatic, the shadow archetype can be our main ruler of our life. Until we actually face off and heal as part of ourselves, we can find the saboteur shows up every time we get close to that something good. Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. I am Colleen Nelson, and I'm here to talk to you today about the shadow archetype, the saboteur. This shadow archetype is a sneaky one, and she shows up the most for me in my schedule and in my relationships. And I'm going to dig into what that means here in just a moment. But let's talk about what the saboteur is. The saboteur is a shadow side of ourselves that is developed in early childhood when we experience hope, excitement, joy, and then something bad happens. Now, the level of that something bad determines how strong the shadow archetype becomes. So if it is abusive in nature or something that is highly traumatic, the shadow archetype can be our main ruler of our life. Until we actually face off and heal as part of ourselves, we can find the saboteur shows up every time we get close to that something good. Its entire nature is protective. It's here to protect us from getting hurt. And oftentimes when you are in a place of joy, you are also extremely vulnerable. And joy, love, excitement. These are vulnerable emotions. These are experiences where you are feeling openness. You are feeling connection. You are feeling receptive to the world. And as a child, we often live in this space. And so if you have trauma around this openness, this joy, this expectation of goodness, the saboteur will come in and stop Whatever it is that's happening that's bringing you joy or create a known threat in order to make you feel safe. So a known threat is something that we're used to, right? This could be a pattern of behavior. This could be a certain person. This could be a addiction, but it's a known threat. We know that if we go down this path, this is what's going to happen versus if we go down this other path, this other place where we are more open, where we are potentially connecting with new people, where we are falling in love, then the threat isn't really known. Uh, it, it's it's almost opening ourselves up to blindsided pain. And here's the tricky part about the saboteur. This is life. Life is that, right? You can't avoid it with self-sabotage. In fact, you just continue to put yourself in a rabbit hole where you feel more and more pain. But because this shadow archetype is developed in childhood, it's not really thinking from the big picture. It's thinking about in the present moment. How can I avoid pain? So let's say that you apply for this amazing job. 
right? But the job is something you've always dreamed of having, but there's a lot more responsibility. Uh, if you were to get the job, there'd be high expectations of you. And really, like you would feel like you've made it. You would feel like this dream, this experience that you've been desiring your whole life finally came true. So not only would you feel joy, but you'd also feel all sorts of other emotions involved. And what happens is if our shadow archetype, the saboteur, is strong, we will create situations subconsciously that disrupt our ability to even get the job itself. So that could be not even applying. That could be not spending time or effort on your resume or your cover letter. That could be showing up late for your interview. That could be saying the wrong thing in your interview, even though you've practiced it multiple times. It's this disruption to your ability to show up for yourself in fullness and in presence in order to save yourself from the vulnerability that that creates. So the saboteur is, man, she's a hard one. She's a really hard one because she is so rooted in protection. She is so connected to really that childhood essence because childhood is all about hope. And I can feel it in my body, literally as I describe it to you all right now. I can feel that pain of being let down as a child. And I think all of us can, regardless of your childhood or circumstances, the world itself is going to let you down. You know, when you discover that fantasy is not necessarily reality, you step into a space of, of letdown with the world. And mine, you know, mine really centered on my belief in people. I really strongly believe that people in their deepest nature are good and loving and kind and want all the same things. And so I see that so clearly and I have since I was young. And I invested time and energy in that part of people only to be let down quite a bit. And so my saboteur comes up in relationships often. Uh, She will be impulsive. She might text multiple times. She might ask scary or deep or maybe conflict-oriented questions in order to create some space or disruption in the relationship because I fear people letting me down in that space. It's also part of how I protect myself. It's it's a wall I don't even know that I've created. And you know the, the saboteur ranges from like very obvious, right, and addictive behaviors. I think we see the saboteur very clearly to very subversive where you don't even realize that the saboteur is active until somebody digs into it with you and you start to explore your own behavior. In fact, you might feel like the world continues to have it out for you. Like every time you turn around another corner, something bad happens and you just don't understand why it continues to happen to you. Well, the saboteur and your own subconscious is part of that interaction. Yes, things can just happen, right? Things can just happen in the world. But The saboteur really creates the situations and draws them into you. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, this last month and and how the saboteur showed up for me. You know, I'm going to get a little personal here, but I agreed to go to Disneyland and Legoland with my family and my ex-husband in order to fulfill a lifelong dream I've had with bringing my children there um, and also to do it with my parents and my brother and sister-in-law by my side. Um, and it was it was a magical. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. But it came back to back with my Greece retreat. And 
if anybody has ever run a retreat, you know there's a lot that goes into the retreat, especially the week before. And there's a lot of energy that you hold on the retreat when you go. And my retreats are therapeutic in nature. So not only are these women coming for a luxurious experience of relaxation, we're also doing therapy side by side. And we're really wrestling through belonging and our own shadow archetypes and, and making a transformative experience as well as a vacation. So there's a lot that went into this week and I did it back to back. So my saboteur is when I say yes to everything or I say yes to things that I know will be challenging and I don't create space for the integration. I don't create space for myself to just be. I create a little bit of chaos because it keeps me on my toes and it also keeps me out of anticipation and I don't have to sit in a space of excitement for too long, right? If I'm overbooked, then I'm not really sitting with myself at all. So it keeps me out of that position of hope and excitement and daydreaming and joy because I'm running from one thing to the next. Well, because I know this about myself, I spent quite a bit of time on the retreat itself as well as the days afterwards reflecting and owning this part of my work. I love to do work alongside my clients. It's The process is never over for me. I'm here to do the work as a therapist and always will. And so really tapping into what the experience was like for me, I wouldn't say rushing into it, but not having the spaciousness around it and really what that did for my entrance and exit in the retreat. Great example would be on my way out of the country, our flight was delayed into Athens and I ended up having to gate check my two very big bags with lots and lots of stuff in them, uh, not stuff you can typically fly on an airplane with. So I had to race to security. I had to go through security with all these big bags. I had to open them all up. They had to throw out all sorts of stuff. I'm standing there sobbing, knowing that these gifts I've carefully picked out for my friends and family are now being thrown in the trash. And it's just my heart is breaking. And I reflect after that event in the incredibly nice security at Athens Airport who did everything they could to help me keep everything that I wanted. I reflect what led to this, what led to this moment of crisis, of chaos for myself. And it's not giving myself enough time. It's back-to-back planning so that I don't have to sit in the waiting. The waiting for me is always the most traumatic. I would say if I reflect back on my own childhood and, and youth, especially in my teenage years, it's this feeling of waiting for that date, waiting for that text, waiting for that phone call. And oftentimes it didn't come. It was canceled last minute or there was some sort of manipulation around it. I had a very unhealthy relationship in high school uh, that was psychologically abusive in nature. And a lot of what he did was kind of dangle the carrot, right? So there was this carrot I was constantly chasing in the relationship and then the rug would be pulled out from underneath me. So the waiting game is traumatic for me. So I don't give myself any opportunity to wait by overbooking myself. And this is self-sabotage. This is how the saboteur shows up. She's protecting me by creating chaos, but inevitably puts me in a position where I'm experiencing the known threat of having to throw out things in my luggage, having to deal with being late, having to deal with rushing, right? That's a known threat to me. I can handle that. Things being taken away or people letting me down, this is much more painful. So I don't give people the opportunity to do that. I don't give myself the opportunity to sit in the excitement. 
I just move through it as rapidly as possible. So reflecting on this before I did the podcast today, I really wanted to come with a real example for you all. So you can hear, like, even though I know these shadow archetypes, even though I know this work, I oftentimes in my day-to-day life have to go back and reevaluate. So I've made a, a very clear dedication to myself that I am not overbooking, I'm not overdoing, I'm not overcreating this month. You know, I've landed and I'm... I typically launch quite a few things. If you all are followers of, of me on social media, you see that I love to do workshops and masterclasses and new programs, and I, I love to do that. But I'm holding space for my Mexico retreat, my next retreat that I'm I'm selling currently right now, and my one-on-one clients, and I'm staying in that space. I'm not creating more. I want to hold space for the excitement, for the feeling, for the buildup, for the waiting, And in doing so, heal that part of my body. And this is what I ask you to think of and to lean into and to deepen for yourself. How can you create space to get a little uncomfortable without immediately acting? Your shadow is very impulsive. It typically rushes you through the process. So the more you slow down and self-reflect, the more you can get back into your body the more likely it is that you're going to be able to face off at these shadows and be back in a position of truth to actually allow yourself to come back to your body, get into alignment, and do the things that you want to do. The saboteur is not here to try and harm you. None of our shadow aspects are trying to harm us. It's trying to help us stay in power and in control. But ultimately, my dears, the greatest gift of this life is in the surrender then the recognition that the power and control really only comes from internally and navigating what comes at us in life. Rather than trying to constantly control the external world and create these situations for ourselves, it's good to sit back and observe and let the world come to you and navigate each opportunity as it comes along, the good, bad, and the ugly. So let's lean in together. I'm going to create spaciousness in this next month for any of you who are excited by or want the opportunity to work with me, whether it's in a retreat space or whether it's one-on-one, I'm holding open space for you to come into my world. I invite you to step into this spaciousness with me and let's dig in together. As always, I want you to feel into what is true for you, step fully into your life and let the rest burn. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Thank you.